Okay, so are you ready, Yossi? I'm ready as you are. By the way, what, what, what? Um, um, any updates on... Uh, oh, okay, okay, let me get it out of the way real fast. Yes, there are updates, Baruch Hashem. We recorded the brand new CD, and it's being worked on with a professional engineer. You know who it is. Oh, yeah, Rabbi, Yosef Aframowitz from Yufa Studios. That's right, he's working on it. And he's putting all the schmaltz that has to be to finish off the finishing touches. And we're hoping, Be'ez Hashem, it should be ready for uh, Hanukkah. What's the name? <laughs> when we're ready to release it, we'll let you know. Okay, now, uh, the story that I have today is a, I have no ideas. Well, the story you have today is, I have no idea? That's the name of the story? No, 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 no. The story I have to tell today is, I have no idea how long it's going to take. Why not? Because I never, ever told this before. You know, uh, <laughs> it's the first time. If I told it, it must have been like 100 years ago. Wow, you're not that old. Okay, that's what it feels like. Okay, so, uh, matter of fact, I just realized I really didn't give it a name of the story. What do you think the name of the story should be? Oh, I don't know. How should I know? Okay, uh, that should be a very interesting um, uh, thing, you know. How about we should call the story Payback? Payback? How can we call it payback? What's the story about? Somebody borrows money, then he pays back? <laughs> well, uh, not exactly, but we'll call it payback. Okay, you want to call it payback? So I'm payback. <clears throat> okay, so I'm ready to start. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, so let's get started. Okay. All right, so here we go. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. This story does not go back 257 and a half years ago. How about 256 and a half years ago? Nope, 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 nope. This goes back maybe uh, 60, 70 years ago. 60, 70 years ago. Okay, that's a long time ago. That's before I was born. Yes, yes. Was that before I was born? Don't even ask. Uh, but was it? Uh, well, I'm not sure. But anyways, um, <clears throat> uh, well, we're going to pick up the story. Where, where? We have to buy it first and then we can tell it? No, no, no. I already have the story. Oh, so where is it? You know, it just entered my mind, okay? And then just like, you know. Yeah, but I'm afraid I gotta bump into the grocery list. Every time I go into your head, I always get the, the, the grocery list. So don't look for that. Okay, so here we go. This story we're gonna pick up all the way in Europe right after World War II, okay? Got that? Uh, do I got that? I don't know. Do I got that? Okay, I mean, if you want me to get it, I'll get it. Where, where should I buy it? No, 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 no. You, you, it just, just relax. Okay. Excuse me, sir, sir, I'm talking to you. Yes, sir, what can I do for you? Uh, are you the officer in charge? Yes, sir, what can I do for you? Um, my name is uh, Motel Schatzer, you know what I mean? And I would like to find out if there's any survivors uh, from my family. Shot, sir, shot, sir, shot, sir, shot, sir, shot, sir. Well, let me take a look at these papers over here. Uh, well, offhand, um, I, I don't seem to see, uh, you know, the name uh, Schatzer on these papers. But that doesn't mean anything, you know. I mean, if I were you, I would like, you know, like, there's a person from the Jewish organization over there. I don't know what they call it. You can go over there and check it out, you know, and ask them. Uh, thank you very much. Okay, thank you. Excuse me. Pardon me, sir. Sir. Yes, what's the name of Ah, you speak Yiddish. Yeah, what is? Oh, well, anyways, uh, my name is Motel uh, Schatzer, and, uh... Ah, yes, 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 I can see you're a survivor, I see the number. Yes, yes, yes. Now, um, I'm trying to find out 
How could I find out? I mean, I'm trying to find out. I mean, uh, you want to see if you have any family survivors? The name Shatza. Okay. I mean, uh, listen, you know, uh, computers weren't invented yet. You know what I mean? So we just have all these paper files and things like this. What we captured, you know, from the Nazis, you know, whatever. Uh, oh, but the mice, uh, I'm not sure, but... Uh, you know, let me let me just look at this list of papers that we have here from no, you know, no names of survivors and what I'm. No, 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 no. I, as a matter of fact, <laughs> well, here's your name, Moto Schatzer. Are you also known as uh, 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 Morris Schatzer? Yes, yes, that's uh, my other name, my secular name. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, that's very interesting. Um, no, you're the only Schatzer survivor, apparently. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. This is terrible. What's supposed to happen to us now in this uh, displaced uh, person's camp? Well, I'll tell you the truth. You know, I'm looking at you. Yes. And? And I'm looking at you. And? You know, you're not a youngster. It's a miracle that you survived altogether. You know, um, you're not, you're not going to make it if you stay here in Europe. You know that. What do you mean? I mean, I don't know anything else. Yes, yes, but if you go back to your hometown, you're probably not going to find it the way you saw it. I mean, you know, the Polish people and the Hungarian people, all the other people, you know, all these different countries, they, they kind of took over the Jewish possessions and everything, and the Nazis took a lot of stuff and everything, you know, but uh, even though the Nazi regime is now <laughs> conquered, but, you know, the houses and homes and everything and the businesses are still owned by um, the... <laughs> The Polish people and the Hungarian people, the Ukrainians, and everything like that. And in some cases, it's not very uh, safe to go back, and you're all alone. So what do you suggest I do? So I'm alone. What should I do? I'm never really alone. What, what, what do you mean? The Rabbinish is with me. Ah, yes, 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 of course. I'm talking about an inhuman aspect. I mean, uh, you're alone from family, you know, and it could get lonely. Ah, tell me about it. Oh, I used to cry every night in the bunker over there. It was terrible, especially when the bombings were coming close. Oi, I was thinking about my family, but you're saying on the list so far, every table I go to, they say they don't see any other names. Oh, well, um, you know, what should I say? Well, dynamics. Yeah, listen, um, yeah, yeah, you're just like most of the others I spoke to. You people have such shock of realizing your family has been wiped out by the Nazi that, um, you just can't even cry. Well, whatever it is, but listen here. I have a suggestion for you. I think you should go to America. I should go to America? How am I going to go to America? <laughs> Are you forgetting? I don't have a penny to my name. Yes, yes, yes. I know that. I know that. But let me tell you a secret. You see, I'm, I'm here on a, a special mission because I speak Yiddish. Yes, yes. Well, because I speak Yiddish, so... Um, uh, uh, the United States government had me come here. You know, I was not stationed here, you know, just because I'm wearing this fancy uniform. <laughs> but, you know, the fact is, the matter is, because I speak Yiddish, so they figured I would come in handy. Okay? Um, uh, you know, so um, the matter is, you know, like, uh, I, I got to go back, uh, you know, like, my, my time here is almost up. Like, about a week or so, I'm going back to the States. What do you mean, the States? Uh, America. Oh, 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 and... Well, I, I, I have a way how I can take you back to America. How can you take me back to America? I don't have passport, I don't have papers, I have nothing. I know, I know, I know. But I could say 
that you're um, um, an assistant to me. You understand? And I can give you a temporary papers because <laughs> that's my job. You know, <laughs> I'm supposed to try to help as many people as I can. And I, I don't know why, but I, I just feel for you, you know, because, you know, it must be a horrible feeling. And if it didn't hit you yet, I'm sure it's going to hit you much later. You know, probably what you went through, uh, I wish nobody should go through. Uh, you're right about that. Okay. I, I guess I don't have any bags to pack because I don't have anything. Okay, whatever you say. And so, sure enough, Hale stayed with this uh, this uh, captain over here, you know, that was taking care of these things. And when his time was up, meaning like his time slot was up, that he had to leave and he'd go back to the States. So he took uh, Matul Shatza with him. And Matul Shatza came back to the United States. And uh, the guy said to him, all right, now listen here. Right now, as far as I'm concerned, uh, you should not be in Alabama, which is the state I'm in right now, because uh, there aren't too many Jews. And those Jews that are here, they're, you know, it's a little shrach, and, and there's a few little Jewish, you know, like from communities and things like that, because I could tell by your look, you're an Orthodox Jew, and you're keeping that cap on your head. Now, um, uh, the fact of the matter is, you know, it's not really good for you to be in Alabama because, A, you don't speak the language, and B, uh, you know, there are a lot of um, anti-Semites here. You understand what I'm saying? So I would suggest that you go to New York because, you know, they, of course there's anti-Semitism all over the place, even though after the World War II you'd think people would change their minds. But unfortunately, <laughs> Ace of Solness, Yaakov, did I get it right? Uh, yes, you did. You got it right. But let me ask you a question. Based on what you're saying, I should go to New York. But how am I going to go to New York? I don't have a penny to my name. <laughs> you don't have a penny, but I have. I have at least two pennies. <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. All right, listen. You know, uh, we even got to do chesed. We got to help each other out, okay? So maybe this will give me a schus, you know, that maybe I'll be able to uh, keep my children on the pathway of, of Judaism, you know, because it's very hard to find a yeshiva around here, you know, <laughs> and I'm stationed in the army. Alabama doesn't really have much of a day school, but anyways, bottom line is, <laughs> I'm going to provide for you. Here's a train ticket. <laughs> uh, would like to go by plane or train? I don't know. <coughs> I, I, I don't know which way to go. Well, all right, okay, I'll provide you everything. And sure enough, he provided him with everything, and he eventually arrived in New York. And to just, you know, to be able to get around a little bit, he gave him some money that he should be able to try to find a small apartment and then he could start looking for some work. Now, you know, I have to remind you, <laughs> Muscle Shatsu is not a youngster. He's like a man in his 60s, you know. And a miracle how he survived the war. Okay, no, no, uh, Muscle, are you ready? Yes, I'm ready as I'll ever be. I had a good rest on the train. Uh -huh, that's very nice. Okay, um, <clears throat> Muscle, it's time. All right. Now, let's see. I don't speak very good English, so let's see. Where can I go? Ah, let me walk through these streets, and uh, let's see what's going on. Hey, man. What do you mean? Hey, man. Hey, look. Hey, talk to you, man. Hey, you got any money? Give me money, or I'll break your face. He's speaking funny. Um, let me see. Uh... Let me try to remember. Oh, yeah. What you say? As a man, you don't give me money, I'll break your face. Money? Break face? Oh, you want to give me money? Hey, man, what about with you? I said, you give me money. 
give me money. Yes, yes, you give me money. No, man, you give me money. That's what I say. You give me money. Hey, if you don't do what I say, I break your face. I break your face? No problem. I break your face. Uh, how do I break your face? Man, you don't get it. You crazy. Uh, you crazy? Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Do you have a doctor? Man, this guy's off the wall. I ain't gonna rob him. I don't know if he knows what I'm talking about. He's probably escaping in asylum. I don't know. He's cuckoo, man. And sure enough, he managed to get away from being mugged because he didn't understand the language and they didn't understand him. So he's looking around and he sees a small apartment. And he sees that there's a sign out in front. Uh, um, it's not in Yiddish. Uh, oh, excuse me. Um, do you speak Yiddish? No, I don't. And you are? No, I don't. You are. I'm sorry, I'm not following. Excuse me, sir. Um, what say sign? What say sign? Oh, the sign says small apartment available in basement. Oh, oh, good, 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 good. Let me knock on the door. How was there? Hello. Who is there? I don't know why he doesn't hear me. <laughs> but of course, he didn't see him because he's old and he didn't hear so good. <laughs> so the guy came and opened the door. Now, what can I do for you, sir? Sir? Oh, sorry, I was knocking on the door. Um, You speak Yiddish? What? I guess not. You speak... Uh, Polish? Uh, no. Uh, I <coughs> rent want apartment. Want? Oh, oh, you want to rent apartment? <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, in this area, no Jews allowed. What means no Jews? No Jews? Oh, I don't bring Jews. I have no money for Jews, anyways. Jews. Oh, that's a good one. Jews. <laughs> I said Jews. People like you. Not renting. Oh, it's not for rent. Okay, bye-bye. Weird guy. And he walked around and walked around. And finally, he ended up in a little bit of a more Jewish neighborhood from walking so much. Oh, my feet are hurting so badly. Ah, wait, what? Hey, that sign is in Yiddish. Ah, Oh, wow, it's like, ah, oh, wow, one second, let me go there right away. And I ring the bell. <coughs> one second, I'm coming, I'm coming. <coughs> ah, yeah, it's all So you read your news? Uh, yes, Baruch Hashem. So nice to see somebody else speaks Yiddish. Anyways, I read the sign. Where is this apartment? It's in the basement. It's a one room and has one bathroom. You know what I mean? It's a one room apartment. It has a stove in there if you want, you know, and it has a refrigerator. All right. And uh, um, um, anyway, so um, it's like um, 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 $25 a, a month, okay? And, and, and um, 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 it's, you know, you have to pay in advance. you got to pay me. Twenty-five dollars 
and for, for like security. Security? Oh, you're gonna hire a policeman to watch the apartment? No, no. Here in America, you have to give besides the month's rent, you give an extra month's rent. But why? It's called security because when you're ready to move, and if you don't pay me the last month, at least I have what to take it from. Oh, oh, oh but I'm not like that. I'm a very honest person. Yeah, I've had all kinds. Okay, not a problem. But I am. Yeah, I hope so. Well, time will tell. Anyways, enjoy it. But I must tell you that um, it does get a little cold down here, you know what I mean? Because, you know, there are really no steam pipes, and the steam pipe runs upstairs to that pipe over there, but it's wrapped with insulation and everything. So, I mean, it does get a little cold, and since the walls are not finished so tightly, you know, whatever, so it does get a little moist down here. You really hope you don't have any allergies or something. <laughs> I just have allergy to dying. Allergy to dying. Oh, <laughs> that's a funny one. <laughs> so I go for a living. Well, I just got here, came America. So now uh, what I want to do is uh, I want to look for a job, and this way I could buy food and pay rent. Ah, that's a good I took security. Because if you don't find a job, it's going to be a problem. And you do know that here in America it's hard to find a job. Why? What's the problem? Well, first of all, you're not a youngster. That's number one. So who wants to hire somebody like you? But I'm strong. <laughs> Unfortunately, I had some practice uh, using my strength in the concentration camps. Oh, you're a survivor. Um, I'm, 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 pardon me. I'm... It's all right. Don't worry. Anyways, um, what else? Uh, well, um, um, well, you know, um, um, so, so, so you're going to be able to work here and there, but, but, uh, um, you know, but most jobs, they want the people uh, to work on Friday. And when there's a boss of my shortage, it comes a problem. So, you know, so you might have to quit your job. So many people are being mice and everything. And unfortunately, there's some people just giving up shops. It's horrible, 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 horrible. Yes, I understand. Okay, no, no. Uh, let me go and try to get work. I settled into my apartment. Yippity bum bum bim bye. Die, 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 die. Ay. Oh, hello. Excuse me. Uh, it says you're looking for a worker. Yes, I'm looking for a worker. And you're not the worker. Uh, what do you mean? It says you're looking for a worker. A helper. I could be a helper. Listen, you're wearing those funny things on your head. Funny things? What funny? Oh, I am okay. Yeah, yeah. No, no, so. I don't hire Jewish people. Oh, very interesting. So, you sind sich an Smith. Okay. Zeige Schulten. <laughs> what did you say? In my own way, I blessed you. Oh, thank you. Even though I don't like you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and eventually he went here and he went there. And he finally realized. Oy, oy, oy. Nobody wants to hire me. And hardly any Jews have businesses. Wait a second. I see a Jewish. A Jewish, what is that? Oh, that's not Jewish. Let me see. It says, Luigi. I read it right. Luigi. Luigi. Mm, uh, excuse me, Mr. Fruitman. Hey, what's the matter with you? You talking to me? Uh, yes. Are you uh, Luigi? Oh, yes, I'm a Luigi. Oh, a Luigi. 
Luigi, 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 can you say Luigi? Yeah, don't worry, I like you people, you know, you people are very nice. You know what I mean, it's very nice. Okay, now what can I do for you? Well, I'm looking for work, I'll do anything. I need to be able to pay my rent and buy some food. Hey, hey, that's not a problem. I don't care about your age as long as you can do the job. You know what I mean? Okay, and I don't pay very much. I pay the very minimum. Okay, you know what I mean? It's all right. I'm, I'm, I'll work for the minimum. Just tell me what I got to do. All right. You know, sometimes you're going to have to clean the toilet. Okay, I'll clean the toilet. And sometimes you got to sweep the floor. Okay, I'll sweep the floor. And sometimes you got to mop the floor. Okay, some of the times I'll mop the floor. Yeah. And now, listen here, every now and then, you know, like, uh, I get some of the Jewish customers that they order big uh, fruit orders on a Thursday or a Friday. And then you'll be able to go over and you'll be able to go over and make a delivery. Oh, so I get paid for making deliveries? No, 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 no. You don't get paid for making a delivery. But, you know, most of the people, they give you a tip. So whatever they give you, uh, you know, you know then, then you got to keep it. Oh, oh, very, very nice. Thank you. Thank you so much. I don't know how to thank you. Yeah, just do a good job. And then I could thank you. And then you could thank But then we thank each other. <laughs> but I have to thank Hashem first. Rabbi Shalom, thank you for the job. And so he began working for the fruit store. And of course, he did all these things that the guy told him. And he did mop floors and he washed things and everything. And he made deliveries and he made a few pennies here and a few pennies there. And sometimes, like in the winter time, it was very cold. The winds were blowing, and snow was pouring, and it was hard to walk. So then, you know, like he had to make deliveries, but sometimes people weren't home, or they didn't answer the door, so he had to leave it by the door, and he didn't get any tip. Well, that's what it was. But then suddenly, he had an idea, because he saw some people struggling to get out of the house, and he said, Excuse me. I, I truly excuse me, pardon me, but... Uh, do you need the, the walkway shoveled? If you have a shovel, you pay me even the minimum wage, even give me something. I shovel your snow. Really? You will shovel my snow? Oh, so nice of you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And sure enough, to make a little extra money, I will work for shoveling snow. Hey, great idea. Speaking about extra money, I have another idea. I go to the shuls. They probably need somebody to mop the floor and clean the bathrooms also. And sure enough, that's what Muttle did. So Muttle managed to pay his rent every month, and he managed not only to pay his rent, but he also was able to buy himself some food. But he didn't have much money because they paid very minimal. The You know, like he had to pay $25 a month. Right. And they probably made less than that at the fruit store. That's right. And sometimes he had to go and really clean some people's houses even after to make sure he had the rent. And with a little leftover, he bought some food. So you could rest assured, uh-oh, he didn't eat right, did he? Nope, he did not eat very well at all. I mean, he ate, but he ate, you know, whatever he's able to afford. He didn't sit down and have like a, a steak dinner or even a chicken dinner. Well, so what did he eat? Well, he ate some fruits here and there. And, of course, he was able to buy himself some chocolate bars and, you know, a little cake or a little bilkula here and there. But that's what he did. Wow. So that's what he did. Oh, boy, I feel bad for him. Yes, yes. But there were a lot of people in his matzah in those days. 
But now, we are going to switch now and go to a time period that it was one particular winter. And it was like really cold. The winds were blowing. And the snow was coming down. And yes, he shoveled snow for people. He made a couple of cents here, a quarter here, a half a dollar here. And, but he didn't have a normal diet. He could have used some hot soup on such a day like that, but he didn't have it. And he didn't realize. Uh-oh, something bad. But don't worry. The story has a happy ending. Even though it has a couple of sad moments here and there, but life is always like that too. But it has a happy ending. Don't worry. Ah, Baruch Hashem. Okay, so what happened next? Well, what ended up happening was is that he didn't realize that he was suffering from malnutrition. And his body was weakening because he exerted himself very hard when he went to shovel snow. But he didn't compensate by drinking enough, and he didn't compensate by eating enough. And when he came home after a hard day, he went over and he went downstairs to the basement, and he opened up his door, and he sat down and he said, I think I'll have a cup of coffee. Uh, maybe not. I need to rest first before I get the coffee. Ay, 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 ay. Let me take off my coat. Maybe not. I'm kind of cold here. I don't know why, but it feels colder today than any other time. I was getting used to the cold down here. I don't get it. No, no. Let me see what I have in the refrigerator. I'm not speaking clear what's going on here. I cannot check in the fridge plate plate. Nothing there. Got no food. All right, uh, let me see if I got anything. To, I don't know why I don't feel right. Let me sit down right here on this couch over here, this little sofa bed, and... He never made it to the bed. He fell on the floor? Yes. He fell on the floor. He was a little bit um, dehydrated, suffering malnutrition, and he was lying on the floor. Did he call for help? He was too tired and weak to call for help. Did anybody come? Nobody knew he was there. But then a strange thing happened the next morning. Luigi. Oh, this is not a like, this is a motel guy. This is not a ride. Hey, this motel is very reliable. He always comes, the rain, the snow will shine, and he comes with the work care. I need somebody to shovel the snow. What's going on here? He doesn't have a telephone, but he wants to give me his address. Well, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go over to his house. <laughs> hey, 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 Bobby, you watch the store? Yes, sir. Right away, sir. I watch the store. All right, let me go and check it out on him. Say, let me knock on the door. Uh, here is he lives in the basement. Let me go down these little steps. All right, I'm down in the basement. Now let me knock on his door. Hello there, this is Luigi. Hey, Matala Shatza, are you there? Matala, Matala, Matala. Hey, what's going on here? Let me knock on the door more. And the knocking started to wake him up to some extent, but he was still very weak. And Matala went, uh, 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 u
Hey, wait a minute. Say, let me. Hello, Martha Shata. You know, you're going to answer the door. What's the matter? Hello? What's the matter? Hello? I hear, I hear somebody says, make a sound for a second. Maybe it's not well. Maybe he fallen down. Maybe he broke a leg. Maybe he broke his nose. What am I going to go upstairs to the landlord? Let me hurry up. Hey, Mr. Landlord, hello. Uh, what's this, what's this, what's, what's the matter? Hey, you got to open the door. Why do I got to open the door for you? Oh, no, you understand, you're your tenant, he works for me. Ah, you Luigi, yes? Hey, not that you do, but I hear, uh, uh, uh. you got to go down there. All right, all right, they're coming, one second. All right, <laughs> almost slipped on the steps over the snow. He usually suffers for me, but uh, okay, let me open them. Oh my goodness, he's on the floor. Uh-oh, we have to call an ambulance. Uh, call him on the phone. Hey, he has no phone. He can't afford it. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you watch him. Uh, try to revive him. Uh, I'll go upstairs to my apartment. Uh, call, the, call, the, call the police. Call the fire department. Uh, call the ambulance. Uh, why you no call Hatsola? Because Hatsola wasn't invented yet. Okay, uh, let's, let's go. Come on, let's go. And sure enough, they called, uh, you know, the uh, the police and the fire and whatever it was. And they sent an ambulance down. And those days, there was no, whoa, whoa. Instead, it was. And it came there. And they went out there. We got to go over here. Would you please step aside, sir, sir? We got to do this, okay? Sir, can you hear us? I'm like, this looks so skinny. All right, you know, we, we got to give him some uh, IV and, and give him some nutrition or something, and then let's take him in. And they put him into the ambulance, they stabilized him, and they brought him to the hospital. And he arrived at the hospital, and they brought him in, and the doctor that was on the floor at that time, his name happened to be Dr. Greenberg, a Jewish person, uh, doesn't say any ways if he was religious or not, but nonetheless, he was a Jewish person. And Dr. Greenberg was there. Shalom Aleichem. How are you? Can you hear me now, Mr. Schatzer? Can you hear me now? Yes, I hear you. All right, that's a good sign. That means the nutrition that we gave you intravenously is working. That's very good. Uh, thank you so much. Who, who do I owe? My life to that they saved me. Uh, well, um, it appears that Luigi found you, but... Ah, uh, uh, such a nice atzadik, a goy that's atzadik. Wow, fantastic. Okay, now, um, can I go home? Uh, well, actually, you need to stay here for another 24 hours. You need to rest, okay? And, and, but, you know, uh, we concluded some tests, and we know exactly what your problem is. Yes, what is my problem? Please tell me. Uh, your problem is you're suffering from malnutrition. Malnutrition? But I eat. Oh, yeah, yeah, we saw, I mean, well, actually, the ambulance crew <laughs> told me what they saw. Which is what? Uh, candy bar wrappers, chocolate wrappers. Um, um, you know, you're not eating properly. Uh, do you eat meat? Uh, once in a while, like maybe once a year. Uh-huh, I see. And do you eat bread? Uh, uh, do you eat cereal? Uh, do you eat... What do you eat? Uh, chocolate bars, a fruit here and there. 
Nothing much. No wonder why you're suffering like this. Listen to me. I'm not a telesial, but I'm going to be frank with you. You see, if you don't start eating like a mensch, you understand? And I mean it, like a mensch. Well, in this country, you'll find out there even uh, Goyim that speak Yiddish. But anyways, the point of the matter is, if you don't start eating like a mensch, you're going to have a very big problem. What kind of problem is that going to be? Well, um, you're going to die. How can I die from what? What, not eating? I I was living so many years in concentration camp without eating. Uh, yeah, yeah, but you see, your body never fully healed from that, I hate to tell you. And, and now you're suffering more malnutrition now, and... Your body weakens, you know, from that. And and you, you don't have that much time to live unless you start eating like a mensch. I mean, you know what I mean? I mean, at least Shabbos, Kaidesh, you should find somebody to stay by. Let's see, I once heard in the neighborhood, there's a person who owns a hardware store. A Shoemer Shabbos Hardware. Hey, what's his name? Uh, I'm trying to remember. Uh, this uh, is Freilich. Yeah, this Freilich. Yeah, 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 yeah. I heard it's a machnish, but I wanted to try to live on my own. But I guess I hear what you're saying. Okay, when I can come out of the hospital, I'm going to go there. And sure enough, the day that he was let out of the hospital was on an Erev Shabbos Kodesh. He went to his house, and the landlord said, Don't worry about a thing. I will give you, because you're in the hospital, I give you an extra week to pay up your rent. Don't worry, don't worry. I won't throw you out so soon. <laughs> but pay it, please. Don't forget. Well, yes, of course, of course. All right. I didn't work in two weeks. I really had no money. So what are I going to do? <gasps> yes, of course. Zische uh, Freilach. Uh, yes, I'm going to go to Zische Freilach's house. Zische, 100%. I am going to Zische Freilach's house. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. I remember where it is. I sometimes passed it when I made deliveries. Let see if I remember. He had a little uh, sign on the door saying something, Mishpachas Freilich. One second, let me remember what's the... Ah, yes, I remember. And sure enough, he walked there, and then he knocked on the door, right, Rabbi Ayers? Yes, he did. So what are you waiting for? What do you mean? Uh, you have to do the sound effects. Oh, sorry. Uh, one second. I'm uh, coming. I'm in it. Uh, one second. I'm coming. Ah, uh, good narrow Shabbos. And you are? Hey, my name is Motel Schatzer. Oh, my goodness. You look like you're a little cold. Please, don't stand outside. Please, 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 come inside. Come, come, come inside. Come, come, come. Oh, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Well, one second, let me close the door. Okay, we close the door. Okay, now. Oh, what can I do for you? Uh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Never, never. Ah, you're you're an honorable man. You're, you're a poor fella. You know what? Uh, what are you doing for Shabbos? You know what? Wait a minute. You're probably hungry right now. Uh, uh, is all, man. Can you come over here? Sure, Tati. What is it? Uh, can you bring something for this gentleman to eat? Um, for now, uh, bring him some cake and uh, would you like coffee or milk? Uh, coffee would be fine. Uh, bring him a coffee and some cake for now. And uh, ask Mommy to put up a little food for him so you can have a... <laughs> guess you didn't eat lunch, right? No, I didn't. Uh, uh, well, we'll prepare your lunch. You're so kind. Why? why I... Hey, we're, uh, we're eating, okay? You know, listen, I have a hardware store. I'm not a millionaire. I don't live fancy schmancy. But you know something? I have what I need. 
I'm a little extra. I look at it as Hashem gave me, so I show up other people. And that's what I like to do. And you have no idea what a great feeling it is when you go over and help another yid. I'm telling you, it's mamish feels great. Okay? So now, I'm, so I'm not doing it for Gaiva either, chas for Sholem. I'm just doing it because I don't know how to explain it. When one day you'll be able to help somebody, uh, you'll understand. One day when I'll be able to help somebody. <laughs> look at me. I can't help anybody. I can't help myself. I was in the hospital for mal- uh, malnutrition. Oy, oy, oy. That's terrible. Well, don't worry about a thing. When you're by our house, not a problem. You know what? I insist. Where's your family? I am the family. Oy, oy, oy. You're, no, oh, wait a minute. The number on your arm. You're a survivor. Oy, I'm sorry. I hope I didn't. Don't worry. Don't worry. I learned to live with it. Okay. So, uh, where will I stay? You have a room for me? Uh, sure, sure. Matis, come here. Sure, Dante, whatever it is. Oh, hi, mister. How are you? Um, 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 Shlomo is going to bring you your, your, um, 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 coffee and a, co- uh, and, and the nice, the nice, delicious cocktail cake, okay? And, and I'll help you, I hope you're going to enjoy it. If you want another piece, don't be shy to ask, okay? And sure enough, they were showing him his room. And they prepared a nice set of new clothing for him, or clean clothing, whatever he had available. And, of course, he took a shower in a normal, clean shower, not a broken, rusty old shower like he had in his basement apartment. And, of course, he felt really refreshed for the COVID Shabbos. He went to the shul, he davened, they did Kabbalah Shabbos, and... And then he came home, and he said... Uh, good Shabbos. And everybody answered, Good Shabbos, 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 good Shabbos. And of course, there were other guests at the table of Mr. Freilich. He had other guests there too. Hey, good Shabbos. Thank for inviting me. Thank you, thank you. Me too. I'm so thankful for you. Yeah, and I thank you also. So nice. Wow, so many people here. It's geschmack to be here. You know, up until now, I was like a lonely person. Uh, what do you mean? Well, you know, I have no family. And every Friday night, I was sitting there myself, singing the meals to the four worlds. You were never singing to yourself and never singing to the four worlds. Hashem always hears you, and maybe that's why he sent you to me. Now listen to me. I am demanding it. I'm not asking. I'm not asking to volunteer. I'm demanding that you come here as Hashem every Friday night. And you can sleep here for Shabbos too. Why not sleep in a comfortable bed instead of some junky basement apartment? Yes. You'll live like a mensch. I hold that you gotta live like a mensch. Okay? And we're gonna give you food. And just in case you don't get any work, weather's bad, I'm gonna give you a few dollars. Every Moses Shabbos to you, okay? Don't worry. But what about you? Uh, don't worry about me, Baruch Hashem. Listen, Hashem controls Panasa. If he wants my hardware business to go good, it'll go good. Don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. And sure enough, I will stay. And sure enough, he did stay. And he began to stay there every Shabbos. And it would last for two years. That he was staying there for Shabbos. And of course it will last longer than that. But two years before this next thing happened. What happened? What happened? What happened? What happened? Relax, Yassi. 
relax. Just remember, if it sounds sad in the beginning, it has a happy ending. Remember that. Okay, 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 I got it, I got it. So what are you hyperventilating? Oh, sorry. <laughs> Good point. Okay, so what do we do now? Well, uh, what you do now is continue the story. Uh, but, but I, oh, let me look inside your head. Turn the page. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and the Shabbosim were getting closer to Hanukkah, and they were talking about Hanukkah. All right, so uh, once again, there's Hashem, Motl Shatzer. Not just will you be here for Shabbos Hanukkah, like you've been all the time, but like I always tell you, you're welcome here in the middle of the week. And for this year, Hanukkah, you're welcome here as well, just like last year. You have to come here. You'll join us. You'll eat latkes with us. You'll eat donuts with us. And, of course, you'll play dreidel with us. All right? What do you say? What do you say? With an offer like that, I can't refuse. You have no idea how good I feel that I have people once again that I could talk to, and I'm not alone anymore. Before, there was just me and Hashem, you know what I mean? But, you know, I talk, and He doesn't answer. That's not true. Hashem doesn't answer like you and I. The fact that Hashem put you in connection with me shows that Hashem answered your tefillos. You know something? Come to think of it, you're right. That's right. Because of you, I eat a meal. Not because of me, because of Hashem. I'm just a shliach. Yes, whatever it is. Baruch Hashem. I'm very happy. And so, sure enough, they were happy. And that year, the second year that he's been spending his Shabbosim and sometimes a little week, and especially Hanukkah and other Yom Tovim, this particular Hanukkah, was a very interesting Hanukkah. It'll be a very special, memorable type of Hanukkah. A lesson for not just them, but a lesson for everyone. Well, what are you talking about? You'll see in a minute. So, the Freilich family was setting up the menorah. Now, in those days, in the, you know, like the late 40s and early 50s even, not everybody had these gigantic menorahs. Big, big menorahs like you can see in windows nowadays did not really exist at that time because, A, people couldn't afford it, people were poor, very few people were rich, very few people had big menorahs. And even though Mr. Fraler could probably afford a decent-sized menorah, he just kept an average-sized menorah. Now, in his neighborhood, he had big windowsills, so he didn't have to put, like, a table near the window to set up the menorahs. He had a wide ledge. And what he did was he put a metal tray, covered it with foil, and then he set up his menorah. Then he set up another tray for the little Kindlech menorah. Now, his menorah was a small menorah, and it was an oil menorah. The Kindlech and everybody else that lit, they had candle menorahs. And the menorah was not so big. And in those days, not everybody had glass to put inside. You know, nowadays you keep your menorah nice and clean, you put glass. In those days, those who had the oil menorahs, they actually put the oil inside the menorah. Oh, it's so hard to clean. Well, that's what they did. So he put the oil in, they made the wicks. They didn't have the... I didn't have, like, floating wicks and all these pre-made wicks. Nope. They used to take cotton, roll it up. Now, some farm stores in those days, some Judaica stores, they sold, like, cotton wicks. They were pre-made, but nothing like nowadays, and those, those wax things and everything like that. Nothing like that. And, of course, he set up to everything. And then, of course, at that time, 
besides all this other kinderlech, he had a little girl named Brindy. Now, I'm not sure, I don't remember from the source that I heard the story from, but either she was like two or three years old, but not more than three years old, that's for sure. So she was a little girl, and Mrs. Freilich said, Oi, Zisha, hey, Tzachzi, you know, listen to me, you know, uh, you know, she's walking around here, and uh, she doesn't understand everything yet, but Brindy might pull on the curtain, uh, you know what I mean? Oh, yes, 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 of course, of course. Yes, indeed. So I'll curl up the curtains over here again. The drapes, put it over here. And I will wind it with the rope from the drapes. That's pulled open. And I'll stick it underneath the tray, this end of the rope. And the weight of the tray will hold it down. The weight of the tray will hold it down. And I'll keep it there for at least, you know, <laughs> at least until after the manayret bends out. You've done this before, I know that's this every year. That's right. That's right. That's right. We do. Okay. So now uh let's light the menorah. Marachatoshem. And of course he lit. And then before the Kindalach lit, he had a menorah set up for Matl. And Matl lit also. And of course, he lit the menorah too. And after that, the kindlech lit the menorah. And of course, after everybody lit it, they sang Haneros Halol. And after that, they sang Mohosur. And of course, he was singing, everybody was singing, and they stood around the menorah, and they were singing other songs as well, as long as the menorah was burning. And finally, Mrs. Freiler said, Oh, Baruch Hashem, a half hour passed. It's a half hour after Tzayzakachovim, so the menorah burnt its year, and all the candle menorahs are out, and only Tati's menorah is burning, a little bit left. Mm-hmm. Okay, Kindalach. And everybody else, Tati, <laughs> Mr. Freilach, uh, Yuhu. Oh, yes, what is it? And, of course, uh, Mr. Schatzer. Yes, 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 yes. Why do you look like you're spaced out? Ah, I don't know why, but every time I look at the menorah, I remember back in Europe when my family was still around. Well, uh, that's very nice, but now... We're your family. We're your substitute family. <laughs> and you're our adopted, uh, we'll call you Zaydi. <laughs> you're our adopted Zaydi. All right. Okay. Um, let us go now to the kitchen because mommy said the latkes are ready. And while we're eating latkes by the kitchen table, we'll play... Dreidel! Dreidel! Yay! Ooh, dreidel. Dreidel. Now, of course, they were in such a rush to go eat the latkes. They were in such a rush to get to the latkes that they did not notice that the chair on the top got hooked a little bit on the rope that was drooping a little bit from under the tray. It was drooped on one of the trees, and one of the chairs had like these poles. 
it's hard to describe on you know like uh, on the telephone or on the computer thing unless you see it but it's one of those chairs that has like these little poles on the side before the cross part and the, the drape rope got stuck on it and when one of the kids jumped up from his chair he pushed the chair unaware that the chair moved and pulled on the rope that was being weighed down by the tray everybody's back was turned uh-oh i thought you said it's gonna be happy it will have a happy ending please don't spoil it and all of a sudden the tray fell over with the rope but nobody heard it because there was a carpet there and nobody heard a clunk because it wasn't such a big menorah but the oil in the menorah of their tati was still there and the carpet caught fire but it was a small fire first and nobody noticed it and in the meanwhile little brindy was put to bed to go to sleep she saw the menorah lit she had a fun and she quickly fell asleep because she was so tired meanwhile ow everybody was eating latkes 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 and all of a sudden one of the children said oh, mommy 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 um 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 you know the latke looks very good but for some reason it smells like you burnt the latkes or something <laughs> oh i didn't burn any latkes look they're perfect latkes but what smells like something is burning that's a good <laughs> oi oi you're right i smell something oh oh something is burning burning oi 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 in the living room in the oi 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 tati 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 there's no fire there's a fire put it out put it out oh uh, yeah yeah one second uh uh give me that pail over there with what oh my goodness too late the carpet caught fire the trace caught fire oh my goodness my menorah got knocked down somehow oh it must have happened when somebody got up ay 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 you know uh, we we better instead of trying to blame anybody let's let's try to save everybody okay everybody uh uh grab the uh, my my twillin my okay get 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 just the valley okay quick quick oh my goodness the flames are going high all right, all right. Uh, quick quick call the fire department and they called the fire department and the fire department was on its way bunch of fire trucks came and they were trying to put out the fire but there was so much smoke and all of a sudden mrs freiler said oh, let's see there is schleimer salman this martis this hamyankel this fevel and this and this miriam and this oi oi brindy where's brindy where is brindy brindy anybody see brindy uh, 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 oh no she was sleeping Right, he's still in the house. I be his mir. Mr. Fireman, Mr. Fireman, uh, you, uh, uh, our little daughter's in there. I'm sorry, sir. I'd like to help you, but, but there's so much smoke in there. If I go in there, I, I could choke and, and I could die. Well, you know what? That muddled Schatzer said, I be his mir. It's payback time. The Schatzer family is so nice to me, and I shouldn't be nice to them. No, I have to go in there. It's very dangerous. But, uh... What's the difference? I'm all alone. I have nothing to lose but myself. But I have a chance I could try to save this little girl, Brindy. She means everything to this family. 
and she means everything to me too, if I could save her. I'm going in. Oh, oh, excuse me, sir. You can't go in there. There's a fire burning. There's a lot of smoke. You can die from from breathing in the smoke, sir, sir. But of course, it was too late. This person, Mottel Schatzer, he took a wet handkerchief that he put in the water from the water that was dripping out of the, what do you call it? The, the, the fire hydrant where they hooked up the hose. It was spritzing because it wasn't a tight fit. Right. And he put it over his mouth. And he went into the house. And there was flames all over the place. And pieces of the ceiling were falling down. It's getting a little dangerous. And he was moving to the right, to the left. And he was calling out, Brindy! Brindy! <laughs> fire! Fire! Help me! Help me! Help! Fire! Fire! Help me! All right. Keep, 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 keep making noise. I will follow the noise. Because I can't see because of the smoke. And sure enough, Muttle started to cough a little bit too. Because even though he had that wet handkerchief, still started to pass through. Even though he was using it as a filter. <laughs> All right, I'm coming, I'm coming, I'm coming. And sure enough, he went over and he went into the bedroom where Brindy was because he heard the noise. And Brindy was under the bed. And he went over and pulled her out and held her in his arms. But now the smoke was getting into his lungs. It was hard to breathe. And he realized that, Hey, where's me? Hey, I can't see too much smoke. <coughs> it's very bad. <coughs> I know what I do. I'm going to break this window. Give me this chair. <coughs> I got the chair. I broke the window. Okay. Now, hey, Baruch Hashem, this is the, the first floor. Hey, 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 or is it the second floor? Doesn't matter. Oh, there's a short roof over here before the porch. Okay, Brandy, you just hold on to me. I'm climbing out the window. And he climbed out the window. And then suddenly the smoke just took over and he rolled off the first floor roof right on top of a fireman. Keep pouring that water. I'm pouring the water. I'm pouring the water. Who's it going? Who's it going? Ouch. What hit me? Hey, quick, quick. Get a medic. Get a medic. And sure enough, they ran to take care and they saw that this old man was here and he had... Some smoke, uh, whatever you want to call that word, smoke in, in, inhalation. And, of course, he was coughing and he passed out. But there was Brindy there, too. She was unconscious. And then, hours later, he woke up in the hospital. Hey, where am I? Oh, hospital. Doctor, doctor, nice, nice, somebody. Oh, just a minute, just a minute. Oh, just a minute. Oh, oh yes, sir. You're awake over here. Oh, I know you. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, like the Greenberg took care of the other time you were here, right? Uh, yes, yes. Well, it's not a problem. I just want you to know that uh, you're okay and uh, you'll be all right, a little more oxygen and everything. What about the little girl? Oh, the little girl is okay, 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 okay. And what about everybody? Everybody's fine. And sure enough, he got a good report. And when everything was okay and everybody was back together again, they asked him, well, Tell me, what was it that possessed you, Muttle, that you went in to risk your life to save Brindy? We greatly appreciate it, but you know, uh, you risked your life. You're not a youngster, you know. I know, but I have no way to pay you back. The gratitude that I feel, the gratitude that I feel for your people, for taking care of me and making me feel at home, making me feel I have a family again. You have no idea what it means to me. 
I felt this is my chance to do a payback. And so I went to live in Gehenna when I was in the camps. So therefore, this didn't scare me. So I went in and I did my best. And Baruch Hashem, the doctor, told me I saved her. Yes, you did. You definitely saved my daughter. We greatly appreciate that. And of course, when the house was fixed up, everything was greatly appreciated. And of course, he was still a guest there. But this time, he had an apartment of his own in their basement. But it wasn't a damn cold basement. It was a fixed-up basement. And for the remainder of Motel Shatz's life, he was like a Zaydi to them until the day that he was Nifta. He was Zaycha Tarichas Yomim. Wow, that was great. Wow. Uh, you never told that before. Wow. Do we have any time to take any phone calls? Okay. Hello, you're on the air. What is your name and what lesson you learned tonight's story? Hello, are you there? Hello, hello. Okay, next caller. Hello, you're on the air. What's your name and what lesson you learned tonight's story? Hello? Yes, you're on the air. What's your name and what lesson you learned in tonight's story? My name is Binyamin Iwaniski. I'd like to say my lesson is I should always like Hanukkah list. And more or less, that's it. Okay, thank you very much. Thank you very much for the story. You're very welcome. Thank you. Okay, hello, you're on the air. What is your name or what lesson you learned tonight's story? Hello? Yes, you're on the air. What's your name? What lesson you learned tonight's story? Mandor. And what lesson you learned tonight's story? Oh, I like that um, door they, squeak. We can use it for sound effect. Go ahead. Yeah. That you always go to save people in any manner. That's correct. You should always try as best as you can and don't say you can. As long as there's a little